morning, Tim. Let's talk about the business of, of overseeing, if you will, the elections as they're ongoing. First of all, give me some numbers here. I know that we have been setting records pretty much daily in terms of early voter turnout. I gather, I think it was Gabriel Sterling saying, we're getting close and we may have hit it yesterday. You tell me, two million early votes cast so far. Where are we in terms of numbers? As of last night, we're at 1,925,000. So we'll go over 2 million today. We have three days of early voting left, and then obviously Big Tuesday next week. Uh, any significant issues so far? Any problems anywhere in the state that, that bear discussing? Not really. Things are ro- rolling through there pretty smooth. Voters are having a good experience. We're not seeing long wait times. Uh, as, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week, we'll see more people wanting to vote early. But uh, we're just seeing strong turnout all over the state. Oh, you know, and that's kind of counterintuitive. You got record numbers and yet very little by way of wait time. And anecdotally, I'm hearing that locally, Oconee County, Athens, I'm hearing the same thing. Uh, the numbers are good. The numbers are up. The Banner Herald in Athens reporting that just this morning, that, that we're running ahead of other election cycles in terms of early voter turnout. But nobody's griping about lines. That seems counterintuitive. More people, but they're getting through the lines faster. What are we doing differently, if anything? We've been sounding the, and beating the drum really since the early year, just telling the counties prepare for big numbers. And the challenge with early voting, you just don't know who's going to show up on a Tuesday, who's going to show up on a Wednesday. And so they've been working hard to prepare. Uh, we also have a line management tool that we're working with them with. Uh, people can track their absentee ballot through the process with ballot tracks. So we've made a lot of incremental improvements, and the counties are just really doing a good job. And I'm going to give them a shout-out. It's, it's hard work. It's long hours. But people are enjoying the experience. And uh-huh. I don't know, Tim, if you follow the the legal front, but yesterday uh, Fair Fight uh, decided not to appeal their losing uh, case that they had. That goes back to the 2018 race when they talked mm-hmm. about voter suppression. So Stacey Abrams' group, Fair Fight, folded tent, went home. Uh, they're not going to appeal that case. And it just shows you that there's never any truth to what they were saying about voter suppression. We have record registrations, record turnout. And here this year, we have numbers up again. The numbers prove that it's never been easier to vote in Georgia, and it's secure, and we're going to have honest and fair elections for everyone. Now, again, the the federal judge who issued that ruling, we know well in Athens, that, of course, would be former Clark County Superior Court Judge Steve Jones, appointed to the bench, and this is worth noting, appointed to the federal bench by former President Barack Obama, uh, Judge Steve Jones, and he's the one who handed down that ruling. And, and the news now, as you're rightly reporting, is that the fair fight folks, Stacey A. Abrams organization not going to appeal that ruling, essentially saying, as you say, that there was no concerted effort uh, to suppress the vote. And I've said this, I've said this in conversations with Governor Kemp and some of the folks in the legislature. If those Republicans, those rascally Republicans were trying to suppress the vote, Secretary of State Matt Raffensperger, they went about it all wrong because we're setting records in terms of voter turnout. And we also have photo ID for all forms of voting. So we've now been recognized by organizations on the left and the right. So Heritage says we're one of the top states for, for voter integrity. And then on the left, the Center for Election Innovation and Research, they said we're, we're top for accessibility. So both sides of the aisle are saying we're doing something right here in Georgia. We're having fair, honest elections. It's just about who's going to turn out their people. And so, you know, and it, 
and people themselves, the voters. If you want to change in the direction, you know, what you don't see going on up in D.C., then get out the vote. If you like how things are here in Georgia, get out the vote. But that's the point, is everyone gets to make the choice. The power is in the voters' hands. Uh, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger with us. Uh, in, in terms of counting the votes and tabulating the votes and ensuring that we get an accurate outcome, one thing to get a lot of folks to vote, and that is happening, even as we speak, as you point out, sometime this morning, we'll steam past the $2 million mark in terms of early voting in Georgia, but then assessing the outcome of these elections and making sure everything is accurate there. How satisfied should Georgia voters be, some of whom were very dissatisfied a couple of years ago? How confident should they be that the machines, that the people who count the votes are doing a good job? Well, we can do an audit. We will be auditing a statewide race, but also all the ballots that are cast with ballot marking devices, you know, in person, you know, they'll, that'll tabulate relatively quickly. It's the absentee voting, but the counties will be doing the pre-scanning of that. So all the ballots will have been already scanned, not tabulated, but the tabulation process will go much faster that way. We're also now back down about 6 to 7% of total numbers of absentee voters as a percentage of the total. Mm-hmm. That's our historical average. We're not in a COVID environment with 25%. So that in itself also will make the process go faster. And then also with SB 202, we had put in the, into the law that all the outstanding ballots, not counted yet, but we'll have the total n- outstanding number by 1030, the counties need to report that. So there won't be any question at the end of the day, well, we know that there's still 10,000 to go here and 5,000 in this county, and there won't be a, a different number at a later point. And that was put into SB 202. So I think all those will give voters confidence. We'll get those results up as soon as we can. Counties know how, you know, we're all waiting for that, that information county by county. Uh, but we're expecting big turnout on Tuesday. Uh, Secretary of State Brad Ravensburger, about that, about Tuesday turnout. I'm old enough to remember, I'm sure you are, when Tuesday was Election Day, and that's pretty much all we had. We had absentee voting, but you had to have an excuse. You had to offer a reason. Yeah, I'm going to be in France on Election Day, so I can't. I'm having kidney surgery, so I can't vote Tuesday. You'd get an absentee ballot. Otherwise, everybody showed up. Everybody voted on Tuesday. Now, what we've done and incrementally, over the years in Senate Bill 202, expediting some of this, extending that window. Start with early voting. Introduce it. It was a couple of three days at first, then it became a week. Now it's three weeks and weekends and mail-in voting and so many different ways to cast a ballot. Uh, We haven't really, I don't think, you have access to better data, but I don't think we've markedly improved the percentage of people who vote. People are going to vote however they can vote under whatever rules and circumstances are set up. We haven't greatly expanded the universe people who vote. We've just added the time and method for them to do so. At the same time, we haven't really increased in any significant way the resources that we pour into elections. And that's all done at the county level or most of it. It's not like the folks in Athens, Clark County, Oconee County, elsewhere around the state have a ton of new money and personnel to handle all these different ways of voting. And so that makes me worry that we have just, however unintentionally, opened up more opportunities for mistakes and for nefarious behavior. I know that's a long speech, and then now your rebuttal to it. Well, all forms of voting in Georgia now have photo ID. When we introduced and passed SB 202, 
we made sure that we had photo ID for absentee voting. We've been sued by both the Democrat Party and the Republican Party over photo ID. Both of them said that it was subjective. No argument for me. That's what I said four years ago when I ran. We finally got that into law, photo ID, driver's license number. And so that shores up security, but I think it's elevated confidence. That's something they've been using in Minnesota for over 10 years. By the way, they never got sued by the Department of Justice, but we did. But Texas is now using photo ID. Nebraska is. Other states are. They just understand that it's objective and it gives voters confidence in the process while also enhancing security. We have photo ID for in-person voting. Some states don't have that. And I just it makes sense. And 90 percent of all Georgians agree it makes sense to have photo ID when you show up in person. So we have all of those in place so people can feel comfortable and they know and they can feel secure in the process. As it relates to turnout, uh, we are, you know, eventually you cap out. Not everyone is going to vote. They'll have reasons. They just don't want to for some uh, cycles. More people come out for presidential years than governor's years. We get that. So this year we'll, we'll be over $4 million. Uh, We had 3.9, you know, almost $4 million four years ago. This year, 4.2, 4.4, we're somewhere. We just don't know who's all going to show up. But everyone has the opportunity to vote. And, you know, what we're asking all, everyone that's running for office is when the results are done and you've gone through all the process, there will be declared a winner, there will be declared a loser. Accept that, you know, graciously, no matter how the outcome is, and let's just move on. Uh, and finally, and, and I'm sorry, less than a minute here to talk about your own campaign for re-election. You would like for folks to go out and vote for Brad Raffensperger another four years. Well, if I take off my Secretary of State hat and I put on my candidate hat, yes, I would. Because I think that I've shown is that we're going to have honest and fair elections for everyone. And that's the most important thing. And I will accept the will of the people. You know, we've been working hard. We have a verifiable paper ballot. We now update our voter rolls objectively through the Electronic Registration Information Center. So we have some of the cleanest voter rolls. We've been recognized for Her- by Heritage for being number one for election integrity. We worked hard for this. And uh, we're just encouraging everyone to get out to vote, exercise your right to vote. And we should also point out very quickly, about 30 seconds here, less than that, uh, you got to have some gas in the tank for the possibility of runoffs, your own race or others, uh, you folks in the Secretary of State's office. Those be, what, December 6th, I think, well, if there are any? Well, the, the other thing that we put in with SB202, we're now, we have four-week runoffs because we have instant runoffs for all the UOCAVA overseas military ballots. Uh, so those all will be done with an instant runoff so we can have a four-week runoff. So at least we save you five weeks of those all those pesky <laughs> uh, commercials on TV and all those flyers to get your mailbox. And we, uh, we, and we may have runoffs. We don't know which races, if any, but if we do, uh, the counties will be well-positioned for that. All right, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, best of luck on Tuesday. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Tim.